glad that you tuned in with us today. Maison is a Greek word that means greater. And the Maison mission is all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. I just have a couple announcements before we get started. Um, next week, we are back for Maison Live. We're continuing our series, Virtue Signals. And so uh, I hope you can join us for that. We're going to be here at First Christian Church, uh, 5 p.m. Sunday night. Also, just want to tell you this week, me and Drake Cromermore and my son Jack, we were able to go down to Fort Myers and to deliver some supplies to uh, some of the people there that need help uh, because of Hurricane Ian. And uh, we probably delivered close to $3,500 worth of donated supplies, which is awesome. And I am so proud of this community for rallying together uh, between us and Shift Church and FCC. Uh, you guys just really showed up and it was awesome. We worked with uh, two churches down in that area, Fort Myers Christian Church and Unity Christian Church in the Fort Myers area. Uh, and we also helped a food bank there uh, that they're associated with. And so it was awesome, but it was also uh, heartbreaking as well. The, the impacts from that storm are devastating. There are people in that area that definitely are still struggling and still need help. There's still power out. There's still neighborhoods that are underwater. Um, and so uh, it's going to take years to rebuild some of the infrastructure and some of the housing and uh, we, we met one couple there that um, they had lived in the area for 27 years and their house was just completely gone. Um, and they were coming to get food and water from the food bank. And so please continue to pray for the people in Fort Myers and in that area and uh, for those who've been affected by Hurricane Ian. So if you've been alive, you know that there's a lot of moving parts for us to put our services together. We need some help in our kids' ministry. We also need some help with some hospitality, people who can uh, greet people at the door and help check kids in at our sign-in sign table. And so if you are interested in helping the volunteer at Maison, please let us know. Um, it's just an incredible way for us to create greater space in our city for people who are coming out to check us out for the first time or those who just have who have families that want their kids to just learn about the love of Jesus. So send us an email at info at maisonmission.com or you can just let us know on the connect card. So at the next live this weekend, we are having a potluck dinner afterwards. Um, it's been just so awesome to get together after live and get together and share a meal. And so this week we're doing a potluck, bring a dish to share. There's a sign up link in the description of this program. It's a sign up genius. And so you can actually go on there and you can see what other people are bringing. So that way you don't make all the same thing. So that way like 20 people don't show up bringing macaroni. Um, and so sign up. Join us after live this weekend for Potluck Dinner. We can't wait to see you there. This series has been really great, and I am so excited to introduce our speaker this week. Uh, Miranda West is going to be sharing with us. who's been teaching for a few years, and I'm fairly certain they'll have a stack of notes and maybe trinkets from students and or parents given as expressions of gratitude. Maybe they were given to them during Teacher Appreciation Week, or maybe at the end of the year. I have one such note. It usually sits on my bookcase. 
The particular student who wrote this note is a child of a friend. I worked with them over the summer. The student would text me a math problem and I'd text back clues on how to solve the problem. This particularly simple note from the student and a gift card showed up at the end of the summer. On the bottom was a note from my friend that their child had asked to send the note along with the gift card, which wasn't something they usually requested. For some reason, the notion that the child wanted to express their gratitude by sending the card meant so much more to me. So what is gratitude? The word gratitude is derived from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness, depending on the context. In a UC Berkeley paper titled The Science of Gratitude, they define gratitude as reciprocal altruism, or the desire to repay others' generosity. I find this such an interesting idea, that gratitude is only something that you do because someone else has done something nice for you in the past. The idea that the way to create more gratitude in the world is by being more generous with our time, talents, and treasures. Research has shown that there are numerous benefits to learning to be grateful. That same Berkeley paper found that gratitude may be associated with many benefits for individuals, including better physical and psychological health, increased happiness and life satisfaction, decreased materialism, and more. This same paper also suggested that gratitude inspires people to be more generous, kind, and helpful, strengthens relationships, and may improve the climate in workplaces. A Harvard research paper stated in Positive Psychology Research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. I think we could all agree that gratitude brings many positive benefits and that life would be better with more gratitude in our lives. So what are some ways that we can cultivate gratitude? Writing a thank you note, keeping a gratitude journal, counting your blessings, praying and or meditating are often strategies that some use to help increase feelings of gratitude. If gratitude can bring so many positive benefits, I wonder about the opposite of gratitude, ingratitude. It's interesting that there's not a neutral term. You express your gratitude and are perceived as grateful, or you don't express your gratitude and are perceived to be ungrateful, leaving others with a feeling of ingratitude. Let's explore this idea of ingratitude. Think of the last time you did something for someone. Maybe it was a big task, and it took quite a few hours and juggling your schedule to accomplish the task. Or maybe it was a small task, something you needed to do anyway, like washing laundry or the car. After the task was completed, the person who you helped, they didn't offer any thanks. It kind of felt like they just expected you to do it. As a parent, it happens quite frequently. Maybe so much you don't even notice it. However, most parents do insist on their children saying thank you immediately when others outside of the family give them gifts. The feeling that your work was unappreciated leaves many negative feelings. Those never feel good. Their unexpressed gratitude communicated ingratitude to you. And it's not like you can say anything to the person without feeling like you look petty and insecure. And it's not like they realize how in an unintentionally hurt you are. Andy Stanley describes this as a gratitude loop. The gratitude loop is when you do something for someone else and they have two choices. They can either express gratitude and close the loop or they leave the gratitude unexpressed and it's communicated as ingratitude to you. Not expressing our gratitude to those around us is perceived as ingratitude, which is an odd concept altogether. It's not something that was done. It was some, it's that something wasn't done. And when we are the victim of ingratitude, it's all we can see. If we're the culprit, we don't even know it's happening. 
ingratitude ends up hurting those around us. It makes people feel like they aren't seen, like they haven't been heard, like they aren't known. Ingratitude ends up feeling like rejection. Let's look at how gratitude and ingratitude play out in Luke 17, 11 through 19. I'm going to read it for us. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So, ten men who have leprosy, a highly contagious skin condition, which in biblical times is a sentence of loneliness and isolation, reach out to Jesus and ask to be healed. Jesus tells them to go to the priest. Kind of weird, but the laws also said that if you had a skin condition, that after quarantining, you go present yourself to the priest to be given an all clear before rejoining society. Can you imagine being that priest? Here are 10 people approaching you who previously had leprosy, but they are now healed. What a miracle that would be. So back to these men. Something had been done for them, something they couldn't do for themselves. Their leprosy was healed. Each man had a choice. They can either return to express their gratitude, or they can just be content with feeling grateful. Well, we know that only one of them returned. I often wonder what happened to the other nine. Which brings me to my last thought about gratitude. Gratitude can feel like an admission of weakness. And it's both easier and harder to be grateful when someone does something that you couldn't have done. It's definitely easier to feel grateful for the big things that people do for you in your life, but it's also harder to express the gratitude that you feel for those people who have helped you. It takes humility to admit that we couldn't do something by ourselves. Sometimes it's even hard to admit that we need help. It's okay to feel like we need help. It's okay to ask for help. It's sometimes hard to thank the people who have helped you to move forward. It's hard to realize all the little things that someone did for you that propelled you to where you are today. As an organization, Maison wouldn't be where it, wouldn't be where it is today without so many people behind the scenes. Without all of you being part of this new movement here in Gainesville, believing in the idea of a church where you can belong without needing to believe exactly the same, and where we can all hope to become a little more like Jesus. Maison is also grateful for so many of our volunteers. I want to brag about two of them, who don't get near the recognition that they deserve. First is Kim Thompson. She's been along for the ride since day one. She's guided Maison in creating some healthy financial practices and has explained some nuts and bolts of nonprofit financial ideas to us that help us to be a stronger organization. Second is Charlotte Delone. You probably don't often get to see Charlotte, as she's been running our children's ministry since we first started meeting in a parking lot. She has done so much to pour into the next generation of Maison kids, and we wouldn't be the same without her dedication. We'd love for you to plug in with Charlotte and help to pour into the lives of the next generation. Send us an email if you are interested in volunteering in this part of Maison Mission. One other group of people that deserve recognition for getting Maison to where we are today is our core leaders, Kevin Brusher, Levi Lowry, Kelly Vineyard, myself, Sarah Parker, and Jess Stallone. The core leaders have spent hours discussing how to best move forward. 
deciding when it was a good time to start meeting in person, dreaming about what Maison looks like now and what it might look like in the future. While we're thanking people who've helped us to get to where we are today, I wouldn't be here talking about gratitude without Kevin. In the last six months, with Kevin becoming the full-time pastor, we have worked closer on the day-to-day operations of Maison, discussing sermon series and the vision of where Maison is going. Kevin has encouraged me to step out of my comfort zone, behind the scenes, and to get into some of these new leadership positions. So thank you, Kevin, for believing in me and encouraging me to try new things. Without this starting to sound like a Hollywood Awards acceptance speech, there are many other people who have helped Maison get to where we are today. And I am so looking forward to how you will help shape us in the future. Our hearts gravitate towards recognition and gratitude. Just like how this little note of thanks has sat on my shelf since 2017, reminding me of the impact I have made in another's life, the expression of recognition and gratitude makes it much easier to open up and share. The acknowledgement of the hard things you've done close the gratitude loop and bring many positive benefits. I think by looking at the other side of gratitude, we're given a bigger picture of what gratitude can look like. A bigger picture of how our gratitude, both expressed and unexpressed, can change the lives of those around us. Let us pray. Lord, we are so grateful for all the ways you have provided for Maison. We thank you for the relationship we have with First Christian Church. We thank you for the leadership of Kevin and the core leaders and the amazing volunteers. We thank you for those people who have chosen to financially support Maison. We thank you for the other churches around town who have supported us in ways seen and unseen. Lord, thank you for the people in our lives who have helped us to move forward. Help us to pass that gratitude on to the others in our lives.